man, I have no energy for this show. I really don't. I was really expecting, like, after our absence, that we'd be back full force and, like, have all the energy in the world. I am, I'm on E. I don't know how you're feeling right now, but. Oh, dude, I. Uh... Low energy to do this. And I don't want to have low energy because I'm, I'm super into wrestling right now. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan, but damn it, I can't. Like I I I blame the Royal Rumble first and foremost. Like if you want to talk about low energy, like that is fucking. Whole I man. will say though, and this isn't going to be a recap show. We have a specific topic to discuss, but I will say, in terms of the Royal Rumble, that Rollins and Roman Reigns match was kind of fire. It was. It was kind of good. Like the Shield entrance, and like he was hitting some stuff he hasn't done in a while. If he would have done God's Last Gift, I probably would have popped pretty hard. Like, yeah, that was really uh, that. that was some weird. That was some Tyler Black energy, through and throughout. Oh my goodness, yeah. Start start doing like some uh, like take a belt and swing it around kind of shit. Yeah, which yeah, man. I don't know if I th- I think that Rollins is gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you have a kid. That shit happens, man. Trust. Like <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't you don't get to live that carefree life. I you have kids, man. That shit goes away. So I understand. I feel you. Yeah, but um. I mean, it's all good. Wrestling is a uh, wrestling's been fucking all it, over the place as too, as you too 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 much too much to really follow. Like, I think that's why we stopped doing like recap shows. It's just too much to follow. Yeah, I mean, I think just uh, personally, I like the dynamic of a personal recap of just like, hey, what has been your wrestling digest? Well, friend, let right. me tell you, because I and you know what. Like to be honest, it it gets really difficult to engage with the fandom at times. Like you have to really be particular because some of y'all are fucking gross. Um, sure. Like en- I would just en- say, en- engage with people and stay off the internet. Like yeah. engage with people that you have in close circles. Get on Discord or something. Which is like near, stay- yeah, exactly. Which is near impossible uh, in right. in various environments. But like. Right. Ain't, ain't none of y'all have any business fucking going after body shaming Adam Cole or oh, harassing harassing uh Sean Sapp's fucking wife like over just a positive review of Dynamite. Like like get your fucking shit together. It's I don't know, it's all gross. Or like even then bro, like we get we get the the limitless one. Like we find and like I I see a, a smile from ear to ear like dude that dude got to be like who he wanted to be he didn't have to do some fucking weird yeah. belly growl or or just be a cat <laughs> like yeah. he, he 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 HBK lost his smile and he got it back in AEW yeah dude and yeah. like if you know what the dude survived COVID the dude survived potentially career ending like setback. Mm-hmm. And y'all want to fucking like talk about like how much weight he put on? Fuck you, dude. He straight you up see that dude move around. Like it don't matter how much he weighs, that dude can move. Yeah, he launched fucking Isaiah Cassidy three <laughs> stories high. Like he fucking like no joke. That was some Uncle Fizz, uh, Phil and Jazz shit. I saw that. I saw that, and I saw like Isaiah was like tweeting to at Barack Obama like you need to you need to get the feds involved in this like I've been been involved in a crime (laughs) oh Uh, man but that was such a dude that's such a yeah see there's so much to love about wrestling so energy the energy is there we don't have it but god damn it like wrestling does right now wrestling a lot of outlets it does an incredible job of bringing it back and speaking of energy just speaking of like man that like hype inducing like fucking fun that we we love out of wrestling we we have a very a very evil a very nice uh topic for discussion and uh, right. i'm a little excited because like this is a, this dude's a new face but like he's yes like I, I, but apparently everyone gonna... knows about him and that's the crazy thing like and this is going to be interesting for me because this is a topic that I'm not very well versed in. Uh, I would say I'm familiar with this body of work, uh, but like I, I didn't get the excitement and the enthusiasm that this wrestler brought, and, and especially with his debut for a major promotion. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know. Well, even then, like, 
I, this is like the best allegory that I can honestly come up with. Um, mm. Because like, I've never seen such a shift, like such a transformation or transition. You go from like PWG, like wet dream, like insert fucking like athletic, slender, fast moving hard hitter here. In again, like in a very saturated, like work of uh, a very saturated field where like there are well, a lot of amazing workers, especially in and, and areas. They're all, and they're- and they're all shooters, you know. That's like exactly. the whole gimmick, right? They're all shooters, yeah. So this dude goes from like PWG like stereotype to fucking David Lynch to like <laughs> and then goes from David Lynch to just like uh, fucking earnest go stupid meets Elvira meets Conan O'Brien. Like no mm-hmm. joke, like it, it, it he's he's such a fascinating dumpster baby and like how like there's so many things and like his shift and how like the Dan Housen character has evolved that's who we're talking about by the way is fucking yeah, it's Dan Housen um it really reminds me it's like the closest thing i've ever seen to uh, a person's career taking a, a real world child's play shift where like the first two movies as like hokey is like the gimmick may have been they were legitimately spooky and terrifying and like you go and you see chucky from being this insane like very unsettling presence to just like just fuck it we we just killed britney spears on the side of the road and like we're and it's funny and like we're cracking jokes and like we're taking pot shots and we're doing it with uh with like absolutely like an acerbic self-aware and like that that is the shift that acerbic self-aware wit to the point where like it's been it's undeniable like i don't care for the man that i'm about to mention uh i used to and then just like learning more and more of who he is and even how he conducts himself now not great but it's undeniable like the dude's got still some stroke and like he like i i cannot deny that there is some expertise in in what he offers and gives in the in the field of wrestling even if it is outdated it's still more or less far more reliable you're gonna say yeah it's far more reliable than mcmahon but fucking if jim Cornette can Uh. sing your praises like that that tells you something that tells you like that you've been able to hit like this happy medium where like it doesn't matter whether or not you're entertaining like uh, dedicated fans like ourselves or just like someone casually like tuning into the the weird wackiness and and fun of professional wrestling like dan hausen is able to strike a chord across multiple demographics and like it's it's really it's high time that we really recognize that and we we've had like this little show that we're going to talk about uh where we kind of just go over some of brief moments and just like some of the weirdness of it uh we were talking about this for a while and we thought hey like you know especially with the last final battle going down and then that like hiatus that roh is taking like we should talk about it like we should really get people talking about it and in that fucking break this this very evil very sly motherfucker decides oh i'm just gonna get signed to AEW on the verge of recovering from a broken leg no less Right. Um. Still, still not entirely there. So we're yeah. not, not but that, that, quite yet. But that also speaks great volumes to just how compelling and how, like, how much of a draw and and how much of a force this dude is for your promotion. That like he's not even one hundred percent there physically. I mean, same thing with really with Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee definitely wasn't moving pre-COVID like keith lee but like he for he was still it was still enough to get me going like it was still like very much what i i come to adore uh, about these people and the the craft they particularly put in and it speaks volumes of it so that that sort of so it's kind of interesting that you brought up danhausen's actual like debut aew uh i was there it was in cleveland oh you were in the audience 
I was there, so we went to go see this uh, in Cleveland, Beach Break. And I swear to you, the whole time I was there, I was thinking Gargano's showing up. Oh, like, yeah, that would make we're, a lot we're, of sense. We're, we're in Cleveland. I was like, he's, you know, he's free agent. Gargano's going to show up. Okay, like, I was already expecting it. And so when he actually makes his debut, Danhausen coming out of the, you know, underneath the ring, uh, holding onto a chair that Cole's pulling out, curses Adam Cole and then leaves. I kid you not, the, the buzz in that arena was probably like on on par with any other like top guy like your Brian Danielsons, your CM Punks, like the buzz and and no one knew what was going on. Like it wasn't an announced thing. You just see this this like figure and then as the crowd is starting to realize who this is, like it just it kind of reverberates through the arena and it was the biggest pop of the night. And this is also on the heels of like an incredible ladder match. But, like, mm. it was the pop of the night. Insane. And um, I was just so kind of, like, taken back by, like you said, like, he, you can't really deny his presence. But everyone that watches it, even if they're not a fan or know who he is, they're still like, what's going on with this? Like, like who's this guy? Like, it, 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 it elicits a response, regardless of whether you know who he is or not. Like, it just does. Like, his sheer presence just brings about reaction. And let me just say, as far as, like, that electricity that a character or a gimmick can bring Mm -hmm. like and how much he's really like all of the like the the hard work he's put on the figurative streets of the internet to really just go about and and create a draw for himself like not only is he one of the top 10 highest uh selling uh merchandisers on pro wrestling tees but like the character itself is just so much of a phenomenon that like it's not even immediately obvious that he's a pro wrestler just because of all the stuff he dabbles in in terms of like his other outside interests like cooking and uh like toy collecting that one of the top google results for danhausen is can danhausen wrestle so (laughs) like that's gotta tell you something yeah that wrestling is secondary to like what he is like he's well, not he's not he's not identified as a wrestler. He is Danhausen, and then like wrestlers just one of the, his like subsets of like yeah. what he's able to do. Now I will say this: you kind of bring up an interesting point. Like like when you have to try to like ask the question, what is Danhausen? What is he? Oh well, is he a de- is he a demon? Is he uh uh you know um the devil? Is he like a clown? Like like what is it? Like I I don't know if you can really put a finger on it, and I think that's like. You don't, you're not really supposed to know what he is. Well, he's just a creepy little fucking, like, just a goblin of sorts, as like <laughs> as I uh-huh. would say, but, like, one who's super into teeth um, and sure. just, like, again, like, really found a way to, because he has such a distinctive, like, the voice in, like, just the mannerisms. It's the mannerisms that really... Uh, yes. push it a step further, which I his like, movements, his the way he moves, the way he presents himself, like his his uh you know his posture, you know, like yes. it's all it's all it, it's it all just, it's very lanky. Yes. Like he right. I, more and more, uh, I've noticed, especially like with him being a little bit more prominent here in AEW, like the lean mm-hmm. that he has, like is very Slender Man esque, like right. the dude. Like and and he's always had like a a weird furrow in just yeah. how and uh, that that toothy fucking like just the moment like he bares his teeth like it's all like to the point where like he, I mean his literal face is like at least half of his merchandise, um, yes. but there's there's so much to it just the fact that like I I enjoy just the commitment like. It goes beyond like Bray Wyatt, but it's like it, that's the last time I've seen someone so dedicated to like keeping within character, character right, where to the right. point where like even like in the ring where he where people are playing themselves and they're trying to do their best to like code or uh, communicate spots, but doing so within kayfabe and, and just doing so within trash talk or whatnot. All that's still done in the mm, Dan Housen character. So like it. 
the dude does not skip a beat. He doesn't break for anything at any convention. Like mm. it's like mm-hmm. imagine Keith Apicary, like levels of dedication. Right. Uh, and I think that's another part of the charm. To well, let, so let's go ahead and do quick nitty gritty uh, history. So dude's been uh, circling around the indie scene for some time, such as PWG or whatnot, he went by the name Donovan Donhausen, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe like it's Donhausen or Danhausen. I don't know if that's his real last name. Uh, eventually uh, he, he Vince McMahon, his name into just Danhausen. And he started doing like these uh, vignettes of just, Again, this is where like the character initially was less comedic and just more unsettling. Like right. we're talking about just like like these sepia, grainy VHS inspired vignettes of uh like just twin peaks as fuck of of him mm-hmm. sort of like just standing about and then just fucking corpse paint and then him eating a fucking happy meal burger. Like, a, like just a McDonald's cheeseburger, but then suddenly the food becomes demonic, and he's still eating <laughs> and just flashing. I, like, I, I, yeah, I super got like Finn Balor, you know, like demon vibes from, from yeah, that era. But all right, how how can I say this? Where like Finn Balor to me is like, and I want to say this without sounding disrespectful, but. Finn Balor to me is generic, like airbrush van demon, like no joke, like the stoner van demon airbrush art that you would see with some like, like you know what I mean? Like there, it it's I, so I, memorable I, I, I suppose, enough. But I feel like with this Danhausen, like this iteration of Danhausen, what he was doing was not very inspired. I felt like it was just doing it just to look creepy. Like it didn't like it, it, either he's trying too hard or it's just not. I mean, I, I kind of liked it. I, I still like it. Was it definitely still struck a chord? Because again, he's, I, I, he, I, cer- I certainly feel like anyone could do it, though. It wasn't a, a true master of his craft. You're the only person that can do this character because it is you. It just like it felt like anyone could do that, right? I, but at I least this, it was something different, you know? Right. It was something that definitely stuck with us. So, um, and even then, like eventually like uh just with i don't i don't know what it was but he um he sort of just incorporated more of his real life personality into it and then at some point it was just a gradual a gradual transition into uh just Danhausen and then so here's here's the other thing too and i mean we have a bunch of other comedy wrestles i mean not so much anymore i think I think Gentleman Jervis is uh, officially out after dude tried oh. to fucking. Oh, you didn't hear about that? No. I don't oh, think I have. dude caped for Brian Kendrick, uh, but like caped for him really bad and said some other stuff. I'm like, oh no, you're actually a really bad person. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> it is very unfortunate because I didn't I didn't mind that asshole at all. Um, no. But like, yeah, in worlds, in a world where we already have people like Orange Cassidy, uh, or even to like a very loose but similar effect, like our truth. I mean, comedy right. has already been kind of put in and thrown in. I mean, that's it. It reminds me also, and where I think, uh. I don't know. I'd very much doubt it, but where I think he would find a, a wonderful home in. AEW is the Dark Order to where the Dark Order was meant that. to be like yeah, yeah the Dark Order was meant to be like this weird unsettling culty group and then just because that didn't exactly click well like they it it it's like the New Day thing where like there there was right. definitely writing on the wall but like you know you kind of had to splash your own tint of paint and then before you know it that's just a a very small surface detail of like the bigger picture of what Mm. they are. And that's essentially what he was able to do. Um, As far as like the man's in ring ability uh, and like the dudes like very eclectic again, he, as you mentioned uh, as Donovan Danhausen dude really focused on shoot fighting, but 
then really slowed things down, but like did so to like the benefit, like definitely like, again, finds a really nice balance of playing to the crowd and just doing things, especially like during, oh man, I, I will, I will go as far out in the limb to say that Dan Housen absolutely helped keep ROH relevant during COVID-19. Sure. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like no, that. I agree. I, I agree with that. And and it's sad that I didn't really follow his run in ROH because I felt like I saw some of his stuff on Cage Match and I was like, oh, he's teaming with PCO. Okay, that sounds interesting. Or you know, him and Delirious are gonna have a run in or something. Like I, I, there was definitely potential there. I just I wasn't following ROH during the COVID stuff because I couldn't get really behind the product, and it's a shame because I feel like that was probably like like you said, like he probably like carried a lot of that you know company keeping it relevant during that time yeah I, and even then like uh just as far as like his big uh his big feuds as far as with both uh brian johnson and mike bennett the mike bennett feud uh alone like that that was something that like left like it went outside of ring of honor it came back to ring of honor like he really did a lot, but even then with the Brian Johnson stuff was fucking amazing just because like, they're both such polar opposites to one another. And they really right. played that. Like even then they're um, one of their more recent matches that I'm trying to believe. I don't know if it was final honor, but it was again. Um... Yeah, no, it was final I, battle. I think... Sorry. Final oh, battle. Was he, was he... I thought he was hurt around that time, or was no? It so he got hurt at Halloween, and I'm trying to remember the match, but he ended up breaking his, final, his leg. His, his final battle is usually like end of the year, right? This was a uh, final battle, not final battle 2021. Oh, not, final battle 2020. Not this past year, got you. Right. Got you. Okay. So, just that uh, match that he currently wrestled, and then that that sent he put in because they they did a story where he was still technically a free agent and Brian Johnson was one of the dudes that was running rug shot uh, in ROH as far as one of the big up and comers. And it was, it was like that same deal where like he looked his nose down at like who Dan Housen was as a wrestler, similar to like the way Jericho did with Cassidy. And uh, dude, there are just some, like that match really sticks out in my head just because there are moments. Cause again, really taking advantage of the fact that there isn't a live crowd there. He, every time he was about to do some of his spots, he was just like, play Dan Housen's music. <laughs> like, the, like there would just be quick fucking bits of his like in ring entrance and like, okay, cut. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just like that, like, dude, who would like, it, it's one of those things where like, you know, you can do it a certain way and just kind of bank off the fact that like the product is good enough for itself. But like, you know, it, it, there's always going to need like the crowd is such an integral part. And like, there are very rare instances where I think like the only, I think promotion that did it well, and not only in terms of safety, but also in terms of working around that and incorporating that into the, uh, the show uh, and production of it was new Japan. But uh, close second was definitely AEW because like the fact that they had the roster out in the crowd to basically substitute like, live crowds and fans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like there are others that really couldn't like they needed the crowd and like fuck it like dude was able to carry himself in in really just get that energy through I, right and i think you can tell he's just having fun with it like he clearly is working with the canvas that he's been given he's just being able to do what he wants to do like I, I think he can enjoy himself and have fun, and he's kind of able to see through. Like, okay, I know I'm in a match, but I'm gonna have fun with this too. Like, I'm gonna enjoy myself and have a good time. And I think that's usually when you get the best outcome and the best energy is when they're having fun with it too. You know, and I feel like you always see that in his matches. Like he's, you know, he's guys, his, his, you know, he's hitting all of his different gimmicks, he's doing all of his different spots, but he's clearly having fun with it. Like it doesn't feel forced. Right, and even then, like again, so he adev- he has history with ROH, and he was one of the right. people keeping. I mean, aside the fact the obvious of Lethal and Gresham, and uh, fucking um, 
oh my god, I feel like such a piece of crap not remembering her name, are uh, the most recent um, women's champion for ROH. RC? Or... I'm not too familiar with her. I, I would say like... Um... I think it's ROC. I'll look it up. But anyway, but... Rock, yeah, it, yeah. Rock, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. They were like, yeah. they were the essentially the main points of attraction and then there was Danhausen. Um right. so a lot of one of the uh when ROH did I don't want to say fold but when they went ahead and uh pulled the curtain back for restructuring and and released the entire roster I mean of all the hot agents and in, like right now like Impact's definitely picked up the uh they've definitely picked up the baton with that and ran with it and they're doing a pretty cool like invasion uh, kind of deal, yeah. Yes, which it's like it's nice and fresh. And again, that that circles back to whatever forbidden door is currently ongoing within like the the cinematic universe of uh, professional wrestling. Which mm-hmm. I think at some point, like if the Royal Rumble, that was the most interesting thing I think from the Royal Rumble is the fact that Mickey James was in the Women's Royal Rumble as the Impact Champion, and that Impact right. was not this weird, like glossed over thing like it it Don't was talk about it kind of thing yeah it was kind of prominently featured yeah you, you even hey you had like in the men's rumble you had like a like a bobby Roode and aj styles face off like kind of like an homage to impact and tna days you know mm. right i um, mean so, so like with, with dan house just kind of like before we go on with with that topic i you bring up his ring of honor stint and you know obviously his eventual signing to AEW, but uh, he's been a mainstay in the indie scene for quite some time, and and I don't know why I never super got into him, because uh, I've seen him around. He's been like in the indie scene since, I mean, at least 2019 that I can recall, because I went to a match uh, that he was in. So he did this show called Old Wrestling. I don't know if you've ever heard of Old Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Rock C. That's the uh, women's Roxy. champion. Oh, Roxy. Okay. God damn it. I feel like such a piece of shit. I was just like, it was, we're so tired. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so old wrestling is a promotion where they take an inspiration of the like wrestling of the twenties and all the storylines, all the characters, everything is based around like old timey 1920s wrestling. Like, yeah. Like what the vaudevillians person... were trying to do. Right. Right. So that's the whole gimmick of the Federation. And in 2019, they they ran a show in Norwalk, which is like our county's, you know, main city. Um, so they ran the show there, and and they've done shows there for several years now. And Danhausen was on that show. I didn't know who he was. Um, and it's interesting because it was kind of Danhausen, but kind of not. Like he was playing a slightly different version of him, mm-hmm. his character, where he was a vampire. Same gimmick, like you know, like like same gear, same face paint, but the face paint was like white and black and it kind of gave more of the appearance of like the old time like dracula movies mm-hmm. uh i don't know who the boar is not boar nosferatu. nosferatu yes like yeah. it's kind of like that kind of like he couldn't get into the ring unless he was invited into the ring <laughs> like like that kind of stuff like like really cool like like i could definitely see if you told me that Danhausen was a vampire i could kind of see it because it's just like his mannerisms and everything kind of like, and like you said, how he's like kind of like slanted and, you know, kind of just his, his body is, is kind of more like shapen, like he's, I don't know, like almost like a Slenderman kind of style. Like I could definitely see vampire as a possible inspiration for his character. Um, but even but then, he he, he, but he had a presence, but I didn't know who he was. I, I had no clue. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I thought it was a gimmick for the show. I didn't know it was like, that's him as a wrestler. You know, and I think that he over time has kind of made himself and established himself through the independence and then, you know, started becoming more of a main, more of a household name as he kind of went on. But he's he's been around, been kicking around for quite some time now. It's just, I well, think yeah. a lot more people are getting exposed to it now. And that's, a, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, he is, like, it's funny that, again, we went back to, like, just how much larger his character is than the scope of mm-hmm. professional wrestling but at right. his heart he is a professional wrestler to the point where he has made ties and connections across every like near all like promotions. all promotions like to the point right. where like and the brilliant thing about it is that because he has such a heavy internet presence like he's constantly on social media constantly doing things to like really work that gimmick that it's 
things that then end up going into his actual craft. Just like, for example, his his finishing move is the GTS. So he is a closet, not I wouldn't say closet. He's a very obvious fan of um, punk, but like the fact that they and now they're under the same roof to the point where they've already teased working together. There's a recent, yeah, uh, recent dynamite where punk needed a partner and then right away he took to Twitter and just like, Hey, you doing anything, Danhausen? And it's just <laughs> like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, sorry. never mind, dude. Um, and then prior to but, that, but, like, yeah, well, no, go ahead. I was gonna say punk is a fan of his too. Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like, it's kind of crazy. Like that he's been able to, like you said, like, like be like on everyone's radar. Like he's like on social media with Xavier Woods. He's, you know, hitting up uh, people from AEW. He's you know, obviously like you know, Punk's a big fan of his, and you know, and, he, and he's still like very prominent and very like respected in the independent scene too. Even though he's been signed at this point, like he still has those ties and he still has those, you know, those close relationships with people and, and on, on that scene too. And absolutely, and like AEW is the promotion to like give you opportunity and flexibility right. to still right. uh, maintain those relationships. But I love like even stints of just like the gimmick of him inventing the GTS and that punk has to pay him <laughs> royalties like that's, that's uh, the, And they've already done that to like yeah, pro wrestling tees uh, conventions. Whenever they make appearances, right. uh, Dan House would be like, well, that was that time uh, last week. And he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to I'm planning to do it sometime next week, too. Here, here's here's an advance payment. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just. Just the potential of like, dude, he like this is how beautiful like his chemistry is on social media. He started a social media beef with the Gun Club, uh, to where wow. he's just been calling them the Ass Boys, Ass boys. and yeah. it's gotten so big to the point where like, and they've been able to like just riff off each other so well, uh, that uh, the, the like the guns like went out and officially trademarked the Ass Boys. So like they can work and it into. I saw something on YouTube where he did like the Ass Boys theme song with Two Minutes to Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just in everything. He's like, oh, I'll do this too. Why not? Like, yeah, it, it's insane. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see him write a giant bomb, like best of twenty twenty two list, like at the end I, of the year. But I think like just like what makes him so appealing is like. All right, he's now in AEW. This dude, even though he's like clearly defined into like there, there's a lot of qualities about him. He's so eclectically accessible that you can literally pair him with anyone. Like, there's absolutely it's no coincidence why he debuted in Cassidy's match. He has a lot of indie history with Orange Cassidy. Even then, most recently. Like the Jericho cruise that he teamed mm-hmm. with Cassidy uh, against and Jericho against Serpentico and like the other chaos wrestlers. Like the dude can do that. He can also like he's got this energy with Punk. Like fuck it. Like you, you put Darby with Sting. Put Danhausen with Punk. Oh, a Darby and and Danhausen anything would be very interesting. Cause... but. Dan House doesn't take anything serious, and Darby takes things way too serious. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's such, it's such a uh, a polar opposite. Even though they're both like brothers in paint, they're still like completely opposite characters. I mean, you could you could pair him with the Dark Order, and it w- he would fit or, right in. God, I'm thinking even the potential of him and Sting. Yeah, like, in a ring, you know, just. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like Sting and Orange Cassidy already did it. Like that was like one of the best things of that night when like Sting did the whole like pounding the chest real soft and you know <laughs> that whole thing. Like, like the potential of all of them together is almost. Like, Bro, you can make him Britt Baker's insane. groupie. Like she's a dentist. It's all there. Oh my god! He carries a jar of teeth with him. Like yeah, dude. Like he that's has perfect. That's but that's perfect. See, that speaks to the beauty of this individual and like that's the one thing i the only thing i'm scared of is just the the recovery how well it like it's it's a keith lee situation uh the, not as dire him. right yeah, right you don't want to rush him into it but i think he's perfectly fine right now with best friends you know being that kind of like 
Like he'll be out there with them during matches, but he's not really getting involved, not doing too much, but like, it's still good to see him there. And then he's doing a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. Like he'll do like AEW pre-shows. Like he'll be a part of those and like recaps. He'll, he'll be in those videos a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, him I, and I, Alex Sabrantes. Right. And I certainly see him showing up in like BTEs and stuff like that too. Like that's. Well, here's another thing to too. Happen. The one thing that I think is, yeah, but the one thing that I really want, because mm-hmm. there's one other big, uh, proponent of his past and i'm sure if anybody's been listening been screaming for like the last 30 minutes uh, and like we yeah. can't hear you so, so stop yeah because um, yeah, i'm not i don't know much about the dude other than he has a now. big he's he's got like a rich tag team history with warhorse where yeah, you talked yeah. about warhorse uh you, you talk about darby being a foil warhorse was that dude's foil um yeah that were and like warhorse has already made I believe two appearances in AEW and like he did. Yep. And I, I think he did. Uh, didn't he do like a TNT match with Cody? Yes. Yeah. And I, like, it's definitely been like in the works. Like, I don't know what's really been like stopping uh con and company to like lock this dude down and sign him. But like when they do like the tag team division, having Warhausen, holy shit. Like, just imagine Warhausen fucking, like, running, like, a, a serious-ass feud against, uh, like, fucking FTR. Uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah. <laughs> or I FTR. Think that's FTR. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. Dude, yeah. Tully and... t- 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 Blanchard would be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I mean, but that's, like, again, like, it's an environment and a landscape where different things can happen to that effect and right, with right. those ties like i i don't know man um if anything like i i'm excited at some of the possibilities but like as far as matches uh right. definitely the final battle match with him and brian johnson i mean honestly i i will rescind his feud with brian johnson like it it like it, it has the same energy with him and the gun club except with like one dude um and it honestly like in terms of like what really uh emboldens or otherwise like really brings out the appeal that we've been like just gushing and celebrating on this show i would right. say that feud does like that entire stint justice um uh, other Dan Housen homework, like go go sub to the man on YouTube. Like even then, like you get some really awesome cooking videos, what that are surprisingly detailed. In again, if you if you could just picture like a half hour of, um, just Dan Housen like going into creme brulee, but he's like, mm, yes, mm, yeah. But like if if I'm like if you could really do that, um. But even then, like, uh, I think I'm trying to remember when he debuted uh, the GTS. I don't remember the match uh, that he did it specifically. Also, love that the original name of it was very nice, very Neville with the plain words of me. Yeah, (laughs) which I I think was a punk Christian name, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that was given to him by punk. Oh, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Now that I remember yeah, I mean, I, I, a Twitter Twitter exchange they had. Um, I mean, fuck, man, I'm trying to remember too. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, what was I gonna say? I I don't know how or I don't know what happened, but um, when Arquette was running that fucking uh feud against Nick Gage that nearly killed him. Um, uh-huh. apparently, like uh, Danhausen was trying to set something up with him and. <laughs> Uh, he's got Arquette's tooth. So, like, that I jar of teeth that. that he carries, all real. All real teeth. So, among uh-huh. that, we've got Arquette's tooth there. Um, trying to think of another yeah. match to recommend. I really like the stuff with him and Brian Johnson, but uh, I also really... Go ahead. I, I do have two, actually. So, um, the one I mentioned, which was the old wrestling show from 2019 that I'm in the crowd for... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was against uh, Space Monkey. But on this show, since it's kind of old-timey 1920s wrestling, he went by Symbol Monkey. So he's, like, mm-hmm. one of those, like, you know, like, toy monkeys that, like, clash the symbols together kind of a mm-hmm. thing. 
So that match was fun, and that, that, that was my first exposure to him in a live show. Uh, I don't think you can get this one on YouTube. I think you probably have to be on IWTV to watch it, or you can, you know, go to Old Wrestling's uh, website and buy the DVD. If people buy DVDs still, I'm not sure if that's I do. the thing. This motherfucker uh, does. That's good. So, yeah, so maybe buy their DVDs. That's good stuff. I re- highly recommend it. You can see me in the crowd uh, being awkward. Uh, um, the other match I like a lot because of the tag team and because of the, the event uh, Beyond Wrestling did a Halloween show in 2019 as well where uh, Danhausen teamed with Effie to form the team of Gay Tannic Panic. And uh, it was fun because Effie had Danhausen face paint on and Danhausen had, like, the Effie gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with Effie, he is awesome. Uh, that would definitely will... be the next one we should do. Between him and Ali Catch, I, I would love to do. Yeah, and I will say that uh, Effie will probably never sign to a major promotion and i think that's probably that's smart. fine he's he's the, like the indie darling like that dude like i think that dude like signing to like a major promotion no matter like how do i it, say it this? just went it, it, it wouldn't be effie at that point effie is effie because he's allowed to be effie right and, and i think signing to any company he would not be able to be that person like the extravagance and like the pageantry of effie like even then, like I don't think they've done Sunny Kiss uh, much justice in regard I to. Would, I would agree with that. Yes, I would right. agree with that. And mm-hmm. I would say that Sunny Kiss is a very toned down uh, version of of Effie's like whole gimmick and entourage. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It and it sucks. It sucks that like this individual can wouldn't. I, I I just think it like as far as a major television and it it stinks, but I mean that's why we've got GCW. That's why right. we've got like other uh, promotions that we can still get pay per views and whatnot. And the man uh, is still making the rounds. He's still he's still doing the damn thing. So yep. uh, I'm not uh, too broken hearted about it. Right, right. And so and that tag team went against uh, Chris Dickinson and Pinky Sanchez. Uh, and they're all dressed in, in like Halloween game, except for Dickinson, because he's just a dude that beats the shit out of people. Uh, but that was a really fun match and that's on YouTube. It's free. So I would highly recommend going and checking that one out. Um, those he's definitely got a lot. Yes. And I, I will, I, I'm definitely, I want to see that Effie tag team match. Um, but any of the stuff that he's done with, uh, Orange Cassidy, brilliant. Like and if you thought, too. Yes, if any anything yeah. you thought Orange Cassidy did with like Gentleman Jervis or like other wrestlers were uh brilliant like oh man, you haven't seen just like two auras like bounce off of one another like you have with like literally any time those two are in the ring. Uh so definitely recommend that. Uh there was a random and I keep forgetting that this dude is still wrestling in the fucking indies, but uh I did write this down and I totally forgot about it. Uh, it it was a it was a weird kind of squashy match, but it was just it was hilarious because it was uh, old school versus new school. Technically, weirdly, whatever. Uh, motherfucker wrestled Mordecai. Uh, for sure. I why, yes, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, he dude, like he's was that was that was that a GCW show? No, that was IEW, or sorry, AIW. Oh oh oh, here in Ohio, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I want to say that Mordecai showed up again in, like, one of the GCW, like, collectives. But mm-hmm. I think it was for a different promotion. But, like, the collective is, like, a GCW-ran show, but they do, like, other promotions that do their shows at the same time. It's, like, a festival of wrestling, basically. And they've brought Mordecai in a few times just, like, on, you know, just his name alone. Like, fuck it. Like, we're going to have Gangrel wrestle. We're going to have Mordecai wrestle. Like, these guys are, like, still, like... People mm-hmm. still talk about him, you know, and, and they put him in matches like that. So, yeah, uh, but like even then, I'm just curious with like uh, the record, uh, the win loss record being as prevalent and as important as like AEW's put stock in. Uh, just like Orange Cassidy, I feel like he is someone that is uh, I almost impervious, if not immune to the win loss record in in like what kind of stock he probably as a wrestler in presence. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doesn't um, care. <laughs> and, and like, even then, if you look across, like the dude absolutely loses way more than he wins, 
but like he again he incorporates that into the fact that like he it's almost del- like borderline delusion but it works so much into his favor um uh, but yeah um i'm actually looking at a match that i would like to see uh where he wrestles effie um hmm. this is in 2019 um and apparently that like that is a barn burner and that was uh the promotion blp drop kicks and dragons ah black label pro yeah he's done a lot with black label pro he did a they had a event in 2019 where it was called like mick wrestling and it was like a ronald mcdonald with like Danhausen's face on it and and he did something called the mick scramble where it was like a scramble match and he was in it and he didn't really do much in it like he just kind of like like went outside and and like messed with the commentators he gave everyone party hats uh just like really like weird stuff like just having fun with it like i said so uh yeah he's i've seen him do stuff in the indies with like black label pro limitless wrestling uh beyond wrestling obviously gcw promotions like that so he's been around and done and it's like he always brings something different to their shows like that's the one thing you say about dan Housen. like if he's in a promotion if he's on a show like that will be what people remember more than anything else. Even if it's like not a technically like fantastic match, it's not like, you know, uh, like one of the four pillars matches. Like you still remember it just because he's just such a presence. Absolutely. And last but not least, I think one of the more, one of one of the most important facts about Dan Housen above all else uh, Dan Housen is one of the biggest wife guys, uh, this side of professional wrestling. Like, uh, like you think, uh, Adam Cole and Baker are a thing or Gargano and Candice LeRae. I mean, dude, dude loves his wife through and through. And man, I, you know, you see a lot of, you definitely see a lot of, uh, polarizing um couples in the spot even like ones who try to keep low-key like moxley and renee but that but you can see that support but man oh man i don't think anybody marked out harder for dan Housen appearing uh at beach break than his wife and like it's a it's a nice and sweet thing to see so um i i would say maybe second only to zach hicks because that dude was all over my facebook when he showed up oh dude yeah no that so I blame Zach for just really getting into Danhausen because that like you want to talk he, about like the unsung yeah he was, the, he, yeah he was into it before I even knew it was a thing so yeah props yeah to him. big biggest Danhausen mark for sure goes to Zach like that is solely the reason why I have any uh any initial uh exposure or or interest in him is because this dude like absolutely sold him and then that's when like you know the rabbit hole and the searches and the and the watch history and all that goes into effect um but yeah man i you know we talked about finn balor we we talked about uh bray wyatt and like all of those i feel like all of those personas uh, had like a tinge of uh, originality and individualism that were uh, then completely beaten down and crushed by uh, out of touch uh, corporate bullshit and, and commercialism that needed to fill like some needless demographic for a Mattel toy deal or some other nonsense that that kind of at this point I mean I don't how how many times do you see Balor even bring back the demon? It's just because it's just been a gimmick that's been like I think he right. th- th- he hates it. I I I don't know. I I think I'm overstepping. I'd imagine. I mean, I'm I'm, ass- I'm assuming he has say in that, and the fact that like mm-hmm. it's been maybe, but I feel like a lot of that is like you said, it's not really his choice to bring it out when he wants to. It, it's promoted as like this is gonna sell tickets, right? But like. Mm-hmm. I think, but the energy of when we initially used to see it versus when it is brought out, like right, the most recent right. was like him against Lashley that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, even like uh, last year's WrestleMania and like the last we saw of uh, Bray Wyatt, like the there's so many times where like these larger than life characters like have this draw and reach 
and they're absolutely spoiled by like short sighted or otherwise like capitalist outlooks that that have no place or bearing within the creative output of those characters and it's refreshing to see that like a little guy like and i say that earnestly and with utmost respect uh the little guy dan hausen was able to make it and like he i think he is in an environment where he will be able to be himself there will be no concession or compromise he is able to do that and have the support to do that and like again like he's not a part of a a promotion that has to pretend that other wrestling companies don't exist. In fact, it's the exact opposite. He's able to foster and hopefully usher in new things and and kind of, I don't know, depending, like, I feel like uh, Orange Cassidy and like how they were able, because like most people didn't even think that he would be able to make it uh, in a uh, major television network deal environment. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, you, you see, people all ages and sizes like get across it you see people that have passing fancies with pro wrestling that get into like seeing fucking orange cassidy appear uh, on their screens uh with dan Housen having that kind of effect and per potentially permeating and rippling that outward do you think that there is going to be room to fantasy book some other free agents that have had similar characters like a Bray Wyatt uh, or like any other uh, larger than life characters. Is there uh, someone that you personally would like to see him go ahead and, and go hard at when he is uh, up to speed 100%? Because my vote, absolutely Bray Wyatt. You want to talk about like that poll, like you mentioned the, uh, the iconoclastic um, like that contrast between fucking him and darby i i can't imagine whatever like a no holds barred like completely like able to 110 percent own uh his own character bray wyatt uh would be able to do in a uh character in a feud with uh dan hausen who who would you like to see personally go toe-to-toe with him in AEW, like in that realm hmm so I will say, kind of like what you touched on, um, I think that a Bray Wyatt and Dan Housen program works, but not right away. I mm. think that the best thing about Dan Housen and the best thing about AEW currently is that, it, unlike other promotions, they've always been firm on, we do have our own talent that we've homegrown. These are our people, like our stars that we've created, but we appreciate when others come in that have made their contribution, have made their characters, we're not going to say like, Oh, like, you know, like we're the reason for your success. Like you made your success on your own. We want you to be able to embrace that success and, and really like be honored for that success. Like we didn't make you and that's okay. Other promotions, they clearly don't want that to be a part of their, we didn't bring you in because like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like something like WWE wouldn't bring in someone like, uh, Adam Page and be like, wow, you were a fantastic AEW champion. Like they would wash that. Like they, they would wash that, that completely away. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like as no. Well, they're not even doing whatsoever. that anymore. They're completely avoiding. They they want to only work on homebred talent. Which best of luck right. to them. Yeah. Um. So I think that a program with Barry White does make sense. But in my fantasy booking. That happens later on when Danhausen has been established as like uh, an Orange Cassidy. Like he has fun, he has these matches. Like he he's not too riled up. And I mm-hmm. think that Bray Wyatt, whatever iteration he debuts as, brings out this darkness, this darkness that Danhausen had before he became who he is now. Like it kind of like brings him out to be more of a a monster, you know. And I don't know if you ever see Danhausen as a heel but I can certainly see him being a darker iteration of what he is currently. And I think that comes out with someone like a Bray Wyatt. Uh, I think that the best thing about AEW is that they have such a roster and they have such a diverse group of people. uh, Yeah. He can work with already there. And and, and I think a lot of it like is like things you couldn't even like think of happening and being really fun. Like I see him with Adam page. I see that being a lot of fun. I clearly see him with sting and Darby and uh cm punk like these are all like 
you don't have to do much. Like these are already like gift wrapped for you, ready to go. Uh, I could even see like Hook. I could see like some of these like talents that you know, like Hook. I love him, but his whole gimmick is he has no personality. It's not who he is. He's a he's a stone cold killer. He's a he's a FTW assassin. Like, but to see him with Danhausen, like I just I like something about that. Like that stark contrast really gets the gears turning in my head of like what kind of things could we accomplish and having Taz on the mic throughout all that, like not understanding it, not getting it just really makes me kind of just like think about the possibilities and how much fun that could be. So there's so much they could do with the roster they have now, but I would say if they brought in somebody Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, again, this doesn't, uh, so uh, amendment, does not have okay. to be somebody that's signed to AEW. Can even be somebody because like there's one other dude that I would want, but Bray Wyatt like barely inched him, and that other dude is Naito. I would love a program with them together. I also feel like that would be some Has, weird energy. He's really done much in Japan, if at all. I don't think he's really exactly. That's would he would... be over in Japan? Do you think he'd get over in Japan? Like, Absolutely. Like, oh my god. Yes. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. I mean, just, dude, he's Ariano. He is Ariano. (laughs) Like, absolutely. Like, if Yano can get over, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, You know what? I'm tweeting him. I'm going to tweet him right now. Dan Housen, we have a shitty bet on our podcast. Do you think you you would get over in Japan? Fuck it. Let's let's escalate something. Let's instigate a trip to Japan. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, let, let's get that forbidden door opened a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more, and, and get him over there. But uh, also, I apologize. I'm going to pull back and digress a bit. Who who did you have in mind? Oh, uh, that they would bring in from like outside. Yes. I kind of lost my train of thought now. I started thinking about Japan. <laughs> Sorry, come, dude. That was my come, bad. Come, no, no, no. Come back to me. Come back to me. So. Yeah, we talked about Bray. We talked about the large roster, but if there was one like create like something that would absolutely um, just emphasize the nature of the quote unquote fantasy of fantasy booking, like who who do you see that would like make for a good matchup? I, I really can't think of anyone outside of AEW. To be honest with you, like anyone I was gonna say, either has already been in AEW or is like. You know, yeah, like, still kind of showcased on their shows. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So, but, um, I think I mean really. So, we. I think the last thing that like I would like to really um touch on, aside from all these cool little neat facts and, mm-hmm. um, just kind of doing like a a rough summary of who he was and who he is now as a a, a figure as far as in both pro wrestling and in. <laughs> and the weird uh, pseudo pop culture of the uh, modern day internet. Um, one other thing that I think I would really like to see Dan Housen do, cause he, it's funny enough. You mentioned um, uh, him in giant bomb. Uh, right. I, I would absolutely like to see him more involved with AEW games and kind of do something mm-hmm. with evil Uno. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes! Oh my God, yeah, I'd be fantastic. I think like I'm surprised like that they haven't really done it yet. Um, that AEW like I know Aubrey does like a a bell to bell podcast uh, at times. Um, that like the AEW like brand has a few of their own podcasts, but like aside from just going over and getting themselves involved in video games and then just doing what they can to kind of status on the current uh, AEW apps and the work on the game. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done like some sort of like they, they did tease it that they're planning to do a Twitch channel uh, for their wrestlers to be able to freely play video games and do stuff. Um, I would, I would love like um, something of a, of a video game. Cause like that's the one thing Dan Housen is more of a, uh, comic book and toy dude uh evil right. uno is all about like the evil uno is the weeb of that like him and omega they are the fucking weebs so oh and uh, cole to a degree uh, yeah i've i you know dude i haven't really seen cole uh on twitch as much as but i hear he's got like quite the following on hey, twitch he's a big halo dude he's a super into halo 
Okay. I'll big have Halo pe- guy. Big, big Halo guy, that Cole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the only other thing that I think I would really like to um, see. I'm going to I'm gonna feel really nice when like he's able to hold his own figure as being one of the big uh, pro wrestlers God. who's into how? Uh, collecting yeah, how figures. How crazy would that be? Yeah, yeah, that's like bucket list stuff right there. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see it soon. All right. So, I mean, that I mean, that's all I really have to add to it. And then, uh, yeah, my homework is just him and his Brian Johnson feud. Um, and then uh, every, all the uh, matches, like there are some matches. I, I really want to see this tag team match that you mentioned. And then yeah, Warhouse. Yeah, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my uh, fancy booking. I realized, too, I was going to say uh, Boogeyman. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're awful. <laughs> That's how I you know, end the show. I know. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think like I hesitated because I was like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you know what? Fuck it. Ah, uh, dude. He, it, he it, would make he'd make it work. He would make it work. Yeah, I think. I. He's just weirdly like he's inescapable from the WWE payroll, even no matter what he does. Like the dude could sell fucking dick enlargement pills at like three in the morning, and like WWE is gonna cut of it. Probably. I mean, yeah. fuck. How else did how else did he stay relevant for as long as he did? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. No, he's. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm. I'll. I'll give you that. He's the closest thing to the modern day shocker. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, as far as like just a fucking God. joke and shell of a man. Yes. I. Okay. I. I really hope that we get that. That needs to be like an alternate thing for him coming out as the shocker. Shockmaster, sorry, not Shocker, Shockmaster. That's what the Shockmaster, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, Thank Master. you. Yeah. Shockmaster. Oh, it's late. It's yeah. late. All right. Well, so, so that that was our comprehensive uh, discussion on Danhausen. I've certainly learned a lot more about this wrestler. I uh, hope everyone else has as well. And of course, uh, feedback is always appreciated. If you have anyone in particular that you'd like us to discuss, or any particular wrestling related content you want to, you know, peruse, please throw it our way. Uh, it sounds like we might be doing an Effie episode here shortly. Hopefully, I'd love to do an Effie episode. Uh, I definitely have a vast resource of Effie matches to recommend. That dude's been a mainstay and a focal point of GCW for quite some time. So, uh, I would be very excited to even then go through those matches. The recent feud that comes to mind between uh, him, Ali Catch. Oh, I was gonna say him, Ali Catch versus oh. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Which is good, but man, that Jeff Jarrett program was something else. And I'm not a big Jeff Jarrett dude, but I like was invested in that whole thing. It was so well done, in my opinion. I'll have to check that out, yeah, because again, oh, you uh, really should, yeah, it's so good. Jeff Jarrett's relevancy, man, like, oh. Um, and now that was the whole gimmick. It was the whole gimmick was Effie was like, "We don't want you here. You don't get to be a part of this. This is ours. You don't get to take this." It was very well done. Very, very on the nose. Uh, but so. dude, no, I'm I'm absolutely excited for that. I um uh, and Andrew have been Andrew and I have been kind of throwing around like some other stuff we can do to incorporate house show into uh the uh press pause radio landscape and diagram of the content we kinda like to produce and we're uh again with all of the ideas and workshops that we have for video content, uh one of the things that we've been floating around is Suplixel. So we would like to essentially kind of dive in and uh, using the excellent resource and database of wrestling with pixels, uh, which uh, was amazingly well done uh, from the fine folks at hardcore gaming one Oh one. Even that aside, that tome of incredible resources, uh, I think we wanted to kind of do a soft launch of a, a suplexal series for the YouTube kind of just going over some childhood wrestling games that uh, we definitely want to cover me, this dude right here, this talking about me. I, I cannot, I will never shut the fuck up about Saturday night slam masters. And now uh, I have the luxury of being able to stream or capture all versions of Saturday night slam masters uh, because I've got my Mister, so I've got that CPS core, and I've got my fucking FM Towns Marty, and I'm gonna tell you the FM Towns version, best version, best realistic version, like, and and we'll we'll cover that, and so much more, and and the weird, wacky I like the idea of, of a realistic Saturday Night Slam Masters. That's, I'll I mean, it. dude, fuck it, like, uh, 
like let Mike Hager all elite. Like let's do it. Hey. Oh fuck, man! Kenny would definitely cosplay as like a final fight group. Hundred percent. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. If him and the Bucks. They, yeah, they've already done the Street Fighter one. Yeah, Final Fight's got to be next, right? Yeah, all right. So uh, yeah, It's coming. It's coming soon. I'm okay, sure. I, I see Kenny being Hagar. Um, I see Matt being uh, Guy, and I see Nick Nick's being poison. Cody. No, Nick's poison. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Nick, Nick is out of his fucking mind. He'd pull off poison like no one else. That'd be perfect. Well, okay, but then who's going who's gonna to do Cody? Is it just going to be Cole? Cody's going to be Cody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be so dumb and it'd work so well. <laughs> ah, man. I'm there down. we go. I'm ready. Uh, this is Georgia Boys Axe, and there won't be a better line than Cody's going to be Cody. So, okay. <laughs> good night to I that, like man. Yeah, good.